Ah, well, good morning to all of you. Um, welcome to those of you here in person and to those of you joining us online. I'm glad that um, we get to be in this place together and hear uh, wonderful reports about the mission trip, but uh, we'll get to that in just a second. I do want to share with you, friends, that uh, starting on uh, this past Friday, uh, yearly meeting um, started uh, down in Canton, which is uh, the gathering of all the Eastern Region churches, Friends churches. Um, it is a time where we get to come together for fellowship, for worship, um, for business. We do a lot of hearing, um, hearing about what God is doing across all of the Friends churches in Eastern Region. And one of the really cool things um, is that this mission trip is one of the things that God is doing in our Friends churches across Eastern Region. Um, we stayed and served at Orange Friends Church with Zach, uh, with Pastor Zach and Kelsey Bowler, uh, as well as went to serve at Friends Worship Center with Pastor Adam and Christina Garibrandt. So God brought together our three churches for an amazing week uh, in the Columbus area, and I'm delighted to report that 33 kids in total that week accepted Jesus. This is amazing. <laughs> Um, a big part of our mission trip, um, you know, is eating, <laughs> fellowship and eating and being around a table, enjoying a meal. Uh, and I want to give a major shout of praise to Greg and Roxanne Zernicki. Um, felt prompted to ask how they can help for the trip, and I said, well, I need someone to run all the stuff for food. So they came, they coordinated, made, and prepped all of our meals for us during the week. And I know the teens would agree, uh, we ate very well. They did a wonderful, wonderful job. Um, the joy and obedience for the gospel that week was unmatched. Uh, I'm not sure if they've caught up on sleep yet, but I'm very, very grateful uh, for their service and their sacrifice that week. So my name is Pastor Adrian, and I get to serve here at Friends uh, with our teens, and I'm very excited for you this morning to get to hear from them about the mission trip. Um, I asked them a few days ago to send me their talks so we can, you know, make sure we're not all talking about the same thing. And I was on break from yearly meeting, found a local Panera, was reading through their talks, and just in tears the whole time from reading their hearts, their perspective of the trip, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear the trip through their eyes. I think this report of the mission trip um, has become one of my favorite parts because it's it's getting to see it um, through the teen's eyes, and I hope you're also blessed by that. So to give you some context of uh, what we did and where we were at, uh, during our time there, our teens split up into two separate groups um, and served in separate places for the entire week. The first group served at Orange Friends Church uh, with a kids' summer camp through an organization called LifeWise. Uh, so Zach and the staff there have actually had a working relationship with LifeWise uh, for, uh, since January, I believe. And I, I'm pretty sure someone mentioned to me that they've had over 150 kids in and out of their church through this partnership with LifeWise, just making those connections, planting the seeds of Jesus. Um, and then we got to help out with this summer camp, which was a great way to partner uh, in their working partnership. During our summer camp, the teens served as game leaders. They ran the snack shack. Some helped lead the individual kids' groups, uh, and others I know got to help out with crafts. Um, I wasn't in this group during the week, but from what I'm told, many of our teens got out of their comfort zone and embraced the chaos that comes with a kids' summer camp. Um, our LifeWise crew 
also had several other projects that they completed during the week. They washed cars, uh, stocked a food pantry, they made blankets for a dog shelter, um, and some of them even spent time writing some letters of encouragement to people here in our church uh, to send as we were out. Uh, so that's our first group. Our second group uh, went to Friends Worship Center to help them run a VBS. Our Pastor Adam uh, created the 2023 VBS to be taken on the road, and as you saw, we had three weeks of it. The week here in North Olmsted and out in Elyria were wonderful, but the week out in Columbus was rather special to me uh, and quite, quite unique. <laughs> um, when the teens serve here, they often have other adults to rely on when something goes wrong or if they have a question, but out in Columbus, they were the leaders. That was it. They were the only ones who knew what was going on. Um, there was no one to turn to when something went wrong. They just had to figure it out, and they did. Anne-Marie helped run registration. Mason ran planning meetings. Eric and Ryan ran games. Izzy was in charge of snacks, and Ella and Anna led the kids in their craft time. Uh, and I can't tell you how proud I was uh, that the three adult leaders, myself included, could confidently take a step back and watch the teens take charge. Um, and not only logistically that they knew the plan of the day, but also spiritually. Um, I knew each of them had the ability to put their problems and preferences aside for a few hours to show a handful of kids who Jesus is. Uh, and they did it wonderfully. I won't share the highlight of our VBS week with you, but it's in this vein of them taking charge and knowing that the call of the Great Commission is not just for those more experienced in their faith or had more time in a church, but it's for everyone. So I'll let Mickey and Ryan share a little bit about later our highlight of our VBS week. But upon return from mission trips or fall retreats, uh, I often struggle to put into words how everything went. Um, usually I'm weighed down by fatigue or my head is still spinning from all the questions. And this week was no different, honestly. Uh, when I got home, I video chatted with Sarah Falkenstein because I really missed Gwen. Um, and she, um, <laughs> she naturally, Sarah naturally asked, so how was the trip? How did it go? How was your week? And my response was, I don't know yet. And I had to wrestle there for about a week and a half. Um, I, I couldn't put it into words how the trip went or what I was feeling or what I was sensing the Lord doing. Uh, but at 3 a.m., just a few days ago, I was having a dream about the mission trip, uh, and God woke me up to the word beautiful. It was beautiful to serve with the people that I love. It was beautiful to watch those people grow in ways that I hadn't anticipated. It was beautiful to receive a very thoughtful and kind gift from them to commemorate becoming pastor. It was beautiful to stay up late talking about heavenly things. It was beautiful to hear impromptu Greg and Roxanne's testimony. It was beautiful to watch my teens passionately serve for the sake of the kingdom. And you'll get to hear from Kieran, Alyssa, Mickey, Ryan, and one of our adult leaders, Hunter. Uh, so let me pray for them really quick before they come up to share with you. Jesus, would you shine through their words and give us a glimpse into how you are working through this generation. Thank you for the conviction that you've instilled in this group to seek and save the lost. Amen. Kieran, it's all you.
Good morning, church. My name is Kieran Clark, and I'm a senior in the youth group that just graduated from Olmstead Falls High School. This past mission trip was my fourth mission trip. I've been to Canton, Cleveland, Huntington, and now I've been to Columbus. Because this wasn't my first trip, it might sound like I knew what I was doing. But um, this was the first mission trip I went on because I wanted to go on a mission trip. Canton, I was this young kid going into his freshman year that was like, oh, I get to be one of the big kids now. And then for Cleveland, it was like, oh, last year I couldn't go on a mission trip because of COVID, so I've got to go this year. And then when we went to Huntington last year, it wasn't about me wanting to go as much as it was I feel like I have to, I'm a leader in this youth group, I have to go on this. And this was the first mission trip that I really wanted to go on because I loved God. So this switch in reason changed my experience drastically. I was more open to the spirit moving. So prior to the trip, I'm going to be honest, I was frustrated with God. I graduated high school several weeks prior, and I had been trying to figure out what it looks like to start adulting. I did not have a clear picture of God's plan for my future, and that honestly frustrated me. So, but it came to the point when, when I was driving to the church for the mission trip, I prayed to God to, and asked him to uh, give me a sign to, like, my plan was to pursue chemistry and to, like, say that that was, like, what he wanted me to do. So, I will not bore you with every single detail. Actually, I'll, use, I'll do some details, actually. Um, so I served with the LifeWise summer camp, and during the mission trip, the pro, uh, me and the program director just started talking, and it happened that he was going into the same exact field that I wanted to go into, uh, which was chemistry. You do not meet a lot of people that like going into chemistry, from what I figured out. And even more so, my, the specific field that I wanted to go into was pharmacology or toxicology, which he did. And so I was serving with someone who was doing exactly what I wanted to do, who, who likes chemistry. And, and he was an answered prayer God provided. I don't know what God's plan is for me, overall, but now I'm okay staying in the unknowing and trusting God that God will provide. This was aided by our small group time we had on, while on this trip. We read a book titled Crazy Love by Francis Chan. The line that stuck out to me most was this. Not being able to fully understand God is frustrating. But it is ridiculous for us to think that we have the right to limit God to something we are capable of understanding. What a stunted, insignificant God that would be. So, to exaggerate this point more, the end of the book, the author uses a lowercase g when talking about a God we could comprehend. This is because if we really knew everything about the uppercase G God, would he really be our God? So maybe we don't know his plans. 
or we don't know what the next day will bring us. But we can rest assured that our God in heaven has a plan, and he can point us in his direction if we listen. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I con consecrated you, I appointed you a prophet among of the nations. So, don't be worried about what God has in store for you. He created a plan for you while you were in the womb. He knew you before you knew you, even before your parents knew who you were. I'm grateful for, this, for the like, week I got to spend with my friends, learning about God and through fellowship, and seeing the awesome way God has answered our prayers. Thank you. My name is Alyssa, and I've been on three mission trips. My first one was Cleveland, and then last year I went on Huntington, and then this year I went to Columbus. So I've, me and my family have been going to this church since about 2017, and I just recently got involved with the youth group, just like two-ish years by now. But um, every year I look forward to mission trips, and I look forward to them for the fellowship and being able to evangelize with all of my friends that I've made in the youth group. Out of the three trips that I've been on, this one was definitely different compared to the other ones. For starters, on this trip, I was the only senior girl. So therefore, I was going to this trip without my best friends. So I was a little nervous, a little weary, thinking that I was making the wrong choice because my best friends were not gonna be on the side, on my side for our last mission trip together. So, after this week, this past mission trip, I think I made the right choice. On this mission trip, I was given the opportunity to grow friendships with so many different people. There are three of them that I would like to point out. So the first one is Izzy Plaskanka. We were in the same group for our service project, so we spent most of our time together throughout the entire week. And we became really good friends, and we basically went everywhere together. We played all the games together. She was basically my little sister. So for me, being the youngest person in my family, having her by my side is just kind of nice to have because I'm the youngest in my family. So to her, being my little sister is just a gift from God. That's all I can say. And then the next friendship that I grew was with Mason. He and I were friends before the trip, but this mission trip, we became close friends. Each morning, we would sit next to each other at breakfast and drink our morning coffee. And because we're a weird group, uh, youth group, Mason and I got the names, nicknames Barb and Suzanne. And we had southern accents. Not sure where it came from or how it started, um, but it happened, and this continued each morning of the mission trip. And before I knew it, everyone was speaking in a southern accent. We created like this entire like chain of people and I think the best name to give it is that we were the southern grannies. But like I said, our youth group were weird, just but in the best way possible. Lastly, I want to share the relationship that I've been able to grow with my dad. 
He was one of the adults on this mission trip. He has probably been my biggest support system over my entire life, honestly, but especially I found it in my faith. And over this past year or so, he's been getting more involved with the youth group. He went on the fall retreat this year, and this year he went on the mission trip. And I think it's safe to say that he's seen me grow in my faith, and I truly have no one else to thank other than him. He encourages me to be a better person and be better in my faith. Because of this, I think that being able to grow in my faith is really important, and I think being able to grow in my faith with my dad and walk with him and God is even more special and holds a special spot in my heart. And for any of you guys who've seen the movie Inside Out with like the core memories and all that, over the mission trip at that church, at Orange Friends Church, they had a ping pong table and we were able to borrow it for one of the nights and we played ping pong, kind of. Um, we actually, to Max and John, I think you guys, whoever was watching, um, we broke every single rule of ping pong that you could ever break all at the same time. Um, I could say that we used the paddles. I mean, we did, but technically we just started using our hands at some point. Um, but during that week, we were able to bond and spend some valuable time together. So overall, on this mission trip, God has given me some unbreakable bonds that I'm beyond thankful for. Our God is so good to invite us to this beautiful community. Over this past year, I've been trying to trust the Lord with what he has in store for me, for college, and just for my path in the future. And I feel like going on this trip was a part of this plan, bringing certain people in my life and creating new bonds and friendships with some people I never thought could be my best friends. But I thank God for bringing these people in my life because without them, I wouldn't be the same. And this mission trip would have been a whole lot different without them. And I'm beyond grateful that I get to learn about Jesus through these people he's brought into my life. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Mickey Martin, and this is my very first youth mission trip. My time at the church is like a big roller coaster, and lots of ups and downs. However, when I first started to have a lot of ups was my very first year participating in the youth group. Everyone was so joyful and just like, happy to be around each other that it started to have an effect on me and my faith. Even though I'm still growing in my faith every single day, going to youth group every Sunday and Wednesday has helped majorly, teaching me about fellowship, happiness, and my relationship with God. My very first year in the youth group, everyone was talking about the fall retreats, logins, hangouts, and even the mission trips. At the time, the youth mission trips were only for high schoolers and incoming freshmen. After joining the youth group, the first two years I wasn't allowed to go on the mission trip. But this year I was. I was super excited to finally be allowed to go. And that's basically the main reason why I wanted to go this year. I wanted the experience that all my friends talked about. Yes, I wanted the fellowship and my relationship to God with, to, with God to grow, but I wasn't really expecting my relationship would grow that much. 
I was just expecting that we would spend all day, every day, just volunteer work. Of course, I wasn't opposed to that. Just, I wasn't expecting my relationship with God to grow so much. But I'm really glad that I went on this year's mission trip. My relationship with God and my, my friends grew so much and just made me so happy. Even people I didn't think I would get along with that well. I started to bond with them and become friends. I'm so grateful God allowed me to go on this mission trip. So one of the first, or one of the most impactful moments during my time during the mission trip was the X3 VBS with the kids. So I volunteered here at the church and then in Columbus. So whoever doesn't really know about X3, it's about three full days of fun and God, really. Each day was a different theme. The first day was a blackout. We covered all the windows in the light in the church and decked out the decked it out with black lights and neon decorations. This day we focused on darkness and with sin, which why it was given the name blackout. The second day was all about the light of the world, Jesus. This day we spent all outside in the sun, enjoying the fresh air with the, with games and snacks and more games. The third day the kids learned about living in the gray space between Eden and heaven. The kids did an escape room to learn about how Jesus is not an escape from hell. He is someone we have to commit our lives to. So what made these three days so impactful? For the both weeks I volunteered, I was one of the group leaders. For our week in Columbus, I was on the great team. On the first day, our group had a total of four kids. Fortunately enough, our group of four kids grew to six. On the second day, which was focused on the light of the world, I was teaching the lesson about truth, hope, and giving your life up to Jesus. The last few questions of that day's lesson was speaking about exactly that, giving your life up to Jesus. I am so glad to say that once I finished my lesson, three girls in my group accepted Jesus as their savior. Seeds were planted, and I know they are going to grow more and more. That was one of the most impactful moments, seeing kids excited to accept Jesus. I remember when I accepted Christ into my heart and in my life. I was about eight or nine years old. I remember being so happy during church when Pastor Adam was teaching about that. I wanted to, just like those three girls. I will forever keep those three girls in my prayers, hoping they will never forget how big Jesus Christ actually is. I hope that what Christ did through me would impact those children's lives. That they will never forget the time that they were saved, just like I remember that moment in my life. As I end, I wanted to share what I learned from this week and just share some wisdom God has given me. Build relationships with people. Show Jesus through you. What I mean by that is live the life God has made for you. Building relationships and sharing the word with those around you as you grow. One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we could do the good things he has planned for us long ago. This basically sums up this whole week during the mission trip. We are called to plant seeds and to help people grow in Jesus and be the vessel in everyone, accepting him as their Lord and Savior. Thank you for allowing me to share with the Lord that, that week.
Hello. My name is Ryan Nee. I've been on two mission trips, Huntington and this one to Columbus. Um, so far, well, wait. So far, each one has helped me progress in my walk with the Lord and show me how blind I was in parts of my faith. I would do things I thought were okay according to the Bible. I would follow what I wanted as long as it didn't feel wrong. But there is something more we should all pay attention to. We should learn to follow the Spirit and not just what we feel, even if it feels right. I know I was being called to be on this mission trip, and I'm glad I, did, I went. As a, as a matter of fact, I am always glad I go on these trips. Each time I go, I learn to be more thankful for friends, Pastor Adrian, our adult, our adult leaders, and how God works in all of our lives. All of this was especially true this year. I made stronger connections with friends and was able to help others get closer to God. I learned to truly appreciate how important it is that others hear the word and how hearing it can change lives. The most memorable part of the trip for me was when three little girls, the ones Mickey mentioned, accepted Christ. It was a beautiful sunny day and I was helping a friend's church run by Pastor Adam, not our Pastor Adam, of course, with VBS. It was June 27th, a field day for us. We were out playing with water balloons when suddenly I turned around and saw a little girl holding hands with our Pastor Adrian. She was maybe five or six years old. They were praying. I went to uh, they were praying. I went to watch right before they said amen. When they said amen, two other little girls around the same age as the first uh, rushed to Adrian and excitedly asked to go next. This moment brought a smile to my face and everyone around watching. Adrian took one of the girl's hands and prayed with her and did the same thing with the third. I'm so glad I saw the day heaven rejoiced when three little girls were saved. What, what I took out of this adventure was, if you, f if you feel the spirit laying something on your heart, do it, follow him. These young girls felt the urging of the Spirit in their hearts to accept Jesus. And because they followed the Spirit's urging, not only were they saved, but I was able to see heaven rejoice, and I was blessed. And I was blessed. You will never know how the Lord will use you to bless others, even when you don't know that anyone is watching. Thank you. Weren't those testimonies good? Well, my name is Hunter Balon. Um, I first came to this church when there was some island or volcano-themed VBS forever ago, and I think many of you have seen me grow up here. I've been on five mission trips now, those being Tucson, Nashville, Nashville again, Kenosha, and finally this one to Columbus. And I really think God wanted me to go on this trip, so that's why I went. As I previously mentioned, this is my fifth mission trip, and I have fond memories of the ones that I did go on. Even the ones where I ended up throwing up and feverish and being sick. That being said, I 
actually only ever remember my own experiences off of mission trips. And anyone that wasn't in my group, I could never see what was going on in their life. Being an adult, I get to see things from a new perspective and not in the same way that all of you would view the trip. If the teens are cast members of a play and you all out there are the audience, then I would probably describe myself and my role as a stagehand. I get to be behind the scenes watching the show from the side and I get a different experience than all of you all in the audience would get. Being a leader on a youth mission trip is a very real and a very genuine experience in the same sense that watching a play or a musical from the side is. Because you get to see different aspects of a teen's faith and you get to see the Lord working through all of them. I was a part of the group that was at Orange Friends and we helped out an organization called LifeWise. You can actually see it up on the screen behind me. Um, some of our, our members wearing red shirts that say LifeWise on them. The theme of the week was centered around the fruits of the Spirit, and here's how I saw the fruits of the Spirit working through our teens, and this is in no particular order. The first fruit that I saw was gentleness, which was demonstrated by a teen who I, I would describe as stoic, break their mold and dance a goofy dance with his group at, during the summer camp. The next fruit is goodness, which was shown by a teen who showed forgiveness because they laughed at a goofy jump that I did just to get around. I could see peace in the teen's small group time when they were reading um, Crazy Love by Francis Chan, and they got deeply personal with each other while discussing the reading. I saw kindness demonstrated by a teen who was willing to go above and beyond to help people even during their free time. I saw joy in the teens when they found out that one of the girls we were serving at LifeWise got a report that her cancer did not come back. I saw patience demonstrated by a teen who, wanted, who probably wanted to be a part of the more fun groups like games or, you know, leading with a normal group, but was asked to serve with a snack shack and served really, really well there. Finally, I saw love and faithfulness were, that was demonstrated by everyone as they served God on this trip. In the same way that you cannot see behind the scenes of a show unless you are a stagehand, you cannot see how God works in the teens' lives throughout the entire mission trip without serving with them. So I implore you all here to search your own life and find where the Holy Spirit is telling you to serve. Not everyone here is called to serve with teens, and I really hope you all aren't, or else, because I'd really like to go on another mission trip again, to be honest. But everyone here is called to serve to some capacity. The Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19 through 20 makes it clear that we are to go and make disciples of all nations and that includes our own, and that we need to teach those peoples of all nations. Matthew 20, 28 says that Jesus did not come to be serve, served, but to serve. And that makes it clear that we are to follow in his footsteps and serve those around us. We cannot best serve the Lord and follow his commands by simply staying at home and interacting with church for an hour and 30 minutes on a Sunday morning. 
but you have to reach out. As someone has, who has seen so much because he has served, I will tell you that you do not want to miss these opportunities that God has given you. So reach out to God, reach out to your church family, reach out to your community, to your neighbor, and to your enemies, and ask them how you can best serve them, because you don't need to go far to serve. And let me tell you, you won't regret it. On behalf of myself, Adrian, and the other adults and youth on this trip, we would really, really like to thank you, church, for your support, your prayers, your excitement, and your care for our youth group. Without a church that acts as fertile soil for our teens, the seeds and sprouts that they are cannot properly grow. Our teens are growing and impact the kingdom because we are a church that desires all generations to praise the Lord. Let's pray. God, you are a good God. And may praise be brought to your name because of the work you let us do in Columbus. I pray that the seeds that were planted at summer camp and in the VBS kids' lives take root and grow to bear fruit. May we continue to seek your face for those who do not know you, and may we act in accordance to your will as we serve your people. Give us your eyes, your feet, and your heart for those who are lost. Thank you for who you are. Amen.